Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Heart with Allison Jingris, distributed through Breadbox Media. I am joined today by the author of, and of course I lost, there it is, Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent, Kelly Mantone. Kelly, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Allison. It's great to be here and to chat with you. Well, I obviously loved your book. I am a special needs mom. Um, one of the things that was interesting to me, Kelly, I'm just going to totally jump right in. One thing that was interesting as I was reading your book um, was you start with like the grieving, the steps of grieving. Um, and I am a special needs mom, but in kind of an interesting thing that's happened, I chose to be a special needs mother because I adopted a child that was deaf. I knew she was deaf. What I didn't know when I adopted her is that she also has a mild cognitive disability. So that I wasn't expecting. And so reading your book, especially that first chapter, when you go through those steps of, and you can explain these in a minute, kind of you kind of give that juxtaposition of the steps of grieving and this idea of the diagnosis that you get with your child. And how funny I was prepared for a special needs child when it was the need I was ready to deal with. But when the new diagnosis came and I realized how that was going to change our lives, her life, I did have to go through these steps of denial and acceptance. Uh, so tell us a little bit about um, that process. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, most people have heard of the, the steps of grieving or the stages that you go through when you're grieving a loved one. And um, I think when I came across that, and I reflected on it then as my experience as special needs mom, I realized that, you know, I had been grieving the child that I thought I was going to have with, um, with my um, second son, um, who's my fourth child, and then the first one to be diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy. Um, you know, we had what we thought was a child that was just having some delays, motor delays. And so when the diagnosis came in, it was just completely out of left field. And so yeah. really, it was a grieving process, even though we were still blessed with a child, we still had yeah. this, you know, he was almost one when he was diagnosed, you know, we had to go through all those stages and mourn the child that we thought we had, you know, and um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like we, we moved through it 
and now I don't mourn every day. I think people need to learn that, you know, there are some parents who I think get stuck in the stages, but when you allow yourself to work through each one, then you can heal and you can move forward. And, you know, that really makes all the difference then to your attitude and then finding the joy uh, in every day. And, and I, and I love like then, and the next chapter you say, you know, life will look different and that's okay. You know, I think looking at, um, and I, and again, I love in your book too, is you talk about how you look to your children um, and you saw how they, they accepted and how they, you're, the ones um, not with the diagnosis and those you have two sons with um, the same diagnosis. And so uh, tell a little bit about that and how that helped you be okay um, with how life was going to look differently with, um, with the children God has blessed you with. Yeah. So, you know, our three older kids, um, they're all, all five of my kids are very close in age. We just kind of had them like, boom, 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 boom. Like we had them all real fast. So, <laughs> so they were all very little, um, when my son Fulton was diagnosed. And then when we had our fifth Teddy and when he was diagnosed. So my oldest was only eight when Teddy was born. So, you know, five kids, eight and under, and wow. you know, they just never saw anything wrong with, Fulton or Teddy is just, well, Fulton and Teddy did things this way, or they needed more help doing these things. And, you know, you contrast that with my husband and I at the time who were like, well, you know, Fulton and Teddy can't do this. They can't do that. We have to get this. We need this equipment. We, we were seeing all the things they couldn't do, whereas our kids weren't seeing that. They were just seeing them as they were. And the more we changed our perspective to mirror that of our older children, and we just saw like, well, look, Fulton and Teddy are happy. Like, yeah, they can't walk but they're still happy and they're still playing and they need assistance with more things but that doesn't mean they don't in enjoy playing or they have a bad day so it was that innocence and and so often just childlike innocence you know that christ tells us to aspire after you know it comes in many forms and it just kind of it struck me over the head once and i was just like wow like th this is the childlike innocence that i need to get through this and for my husband it was also very powerful and um so yeah, childhood, childlike innocence, just very, very powerful because it's just all trusting and it just sees the good in everything. And and I think seeing the grace, you know, I, I think that um, that ability to see the grace also helps um, to, to, to figure out how like life will be like, you know, for instance, my daughter is deaf. So I assumed, you know, deaf school, I tried to homeschool her after five years that just wasn't working. I already had a master's degree in education, didn't want another one. And so I had to make that very difficult decision mm -hmm. to send her to school. But just to see the grace with what came from that, you know, I had given her a, a hearing world when she had this deaf disability, but now she got to be engrossed in the deaf world. It's, she goes mm -hmm. to a deaf school with deaf teachers deaf culture, deaf humor, like it's a whole, like a whole world I didn't know existed, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then we got this, the student diagnosis, but um, just, she has so much joy. Like she doesn't, she doesn't see herself as, as disabled. She mm -hmm. sees herself as blessed and lucky. For instance, we get woken up in the middle of the night by thunderstorms. She, however, does not. Mm -hmm. So have you been able, your, she, and she'll tease us, she'll like the sign, like she'll make the sign like, ha ha, you were woken up and I slept through the night, like, poor you, yeah. <laughs> like deaf lucky. I'm like, yeah, 
Steph is lucky. Have you had any experiences like that with either your children or the children? I know you've met and spoken to many different mothers, like the, the intro of your book, that story, which I want you to tell after you answer my question was like mind blowing. So if you've had any of those experiences where like they see the blessing that you're missing or the graces. Yeah. So it reminds me of a funny story. So, um, I was having conversation, a bunch of us were sitting around at dinner, having conversation uh, and with my youngest son, Teddy, and said something like, oh, if you could either, I forget, it was like, if you could either walk or eat, what, oh, because he's lactose intolerant. So he said, if you could either eat all the dairy you wanted or walk, what would it be? And he goes, oh, I would eat, eat all the dairy <laughs> I want. <laughs> and like, really like you would it's you know you just want to eat cheese and eat dairy he's like oh yeah because if i walked i'd have to do gym class and <laughs> this is when he was in school he's like i'd have to do gym class and then my legs would get tired so he was just like all the cheese and milk and dairy which again and there's a couple other times we've talked about well, what superpower would you want or what and it's always like i want laser eyes or i want it's never oh i just want to be able to walk you know so, I mean, there are times when they're like, oh, I wish, you, like my other son, Fulton, he's like, I really want to be an NFL kicker. He's like, I think they need, I need like a mechanical leg that we can put on this chair and just let me drive out and do it. <laughs> I love like, it. So, yeah, I mean, they're happy. They want to find ways to do certain things. Certainly they get frustrated at times, but again, every day isn't, you know, oh, I wish I could walk or I wish I didn't have SMA, you know, same with your daughter. She doesn't spend every day saying, oh, I wish I could hear like, and I think it also was helpful for me when I got online and I found um, older or like young adults that had the same diagnosis and just were very active online saying, hey, look, I'm traveling the world or hey, look, I just got married and I have a charity where I do this and I just, and it's just like, it's amazing. It's all these people living this in these incredible lives with all sorts of disabilities. It's so, yeah, they're not thinking about the things they can't do all day is the things they can do. So we'll definitely get back to the intro story. I made a note here, but you just reminded me of something very interesting is finding, and you talk about this again in your book, and we're talking today with Kelly Mantone and her book is Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent out from our Sunday Visitor. Uh, one of the things that we did when we brought Faithy home was we connected with other deaf people because I don't know deaf. I don't know what it means to live as a deaf person. I don't know. Uh, there's, there was a, a lot of pressure on us when we got our home to get our cochlear implants. I didn't know enough about that. So I wanted to talk to people who had that experience. Um, and I met the most amazing people. Like I, a woman in her 80s who said, don't ever take time to teach her how to lip read. It's too hard. And she'll miss out on all the other things she could be learning. Teach her American Sign Language and get her reading or, you know, give her experiences of deaf. Don't teach her how to lip read, it was too hard. And then I met another another young man who actually has just graduated from Princeton who had the cochlear implants and he said he wished he hadn't done it for a very uh, varied reasons. It didn't work very well on him. And so when we talked to Faith about, cause I want that to be her decision. You know, I'm mm -hmm. sure there's, there's things with Fulton and Teddy that you want to make them part of the decision. It's their body. And I said to her, like, do you want to look into this? And she looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, I like deaf. This is how God made me. I'm deaf. And I like deaf. And I didn't expect that. It's the same kind of like she wouldn't look at hearing as being the superpower she'd want. She'd look at 
you know, being able to probably drive a car really fast yeah. around a racetrack, but that's beside the point. So yeah. uh, I love that advice of looking for other, not only parents with children in the same situation, because I know you need that support, mm -hmm. but also other um, people who have lived that experience of whatever disability it, it is and, and see what ability it can be for that um, person. Okay, so now you have to tell the story that you start, the, I'm, I'm, it's gonna be a spoiler alert for those reading. Spoiler, spoiler. It's yeah. spoiler, but it's so worth it because the story is crazy, Kelly. Yeah, um, so my husband's family is in the Midwest. So every couple of years we do a big road trip out to the Midwest. And it's always, we usually have to break it up over two days. So on one leg of the trip, we had to look for mass where we could go to mass on the, you know, leg of the trip. And so we found this church and, you know, it's in a rough part of town and we're, it's an older historic, beautiful historic building. Um, and we're trying to figure out, okay, where we're going to park, looking for the elevator. We get into the church. We're squished in the back because of course we're late. And uh, we're there for like two minutes and we're like, oh, the air conditioner is not working. So it's really hot. We're all packed in. And then uh, I notice also in the bag is a mom with a holding up a baby and I can see like a feeding tube uh, loop kind of sticking out of the onesie. And I start talking to her and she's like, oh, uh, I, I know you, I read your blog. And um, that's so wild. Like, you know, you always think Mo as a Catholic blogger, like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll meet someone, but I usually don't. I, I've traveled, I stopped at churches. I usually don't, I'm not a big deal. But um, she had found me and um, she, so we talked and then after mass they had donuts and I was chatting with her and some other people. And of course the whole time I'm thinking like, I, and she had reached out to me before, this is the thing, she had emailed me before because she was having uh, her second child had just been diagnosed with something. So we'd, we'd actually contact, she's like, oh yeah, I, I read your blog, I'm the woman that emailed you about this. I was like, oh, oh, okay. So the whole time I'm talking to her, I'm thinking, Oh, I know she's been going through a tough time. I want to say something like super inspirational, special needs mom, like, woo, you know, no idea. You know, try not to stress out about like Fulton and Teddy just like driving really fast in an unfamiliar setting. Uh, so we left. Um, and I just thought, oh, that's so neat. I've met somebody. Well, then, and I'm wondering, like, did I say the right thing? Did I provide any sort of inspiration? And probably like a week later, she emailed me and she said, oh, you know, our one son, uh, they think he's going to need a wheelchair. And my husband's been very like depressed about it. But after seeing your sons and how happy they were, that really made all the difference. And he feels much more, he's not so upset now no. that his son might need a wheelchair. And I was like, wow. And I still keep in touch with that fam. I still keep in touch with her. We still email and um, she updates me. And, uh, but yeah, it was just, and she knows she was in the book. I emailed her. I asked, is this okay? If I share the story, did I remember it correctly? <laughs> you know, but um but yeah, it was just, you never, you never know. Like I was thinking, oh, I needed to say the right thing, but it was just us being there, participating in mass and my sons just living, living their best life, you know, driving in the power chairs, getting into mischief. Uh, <laughs> that That's just what this other family needed. And that's why, you know, I have a, a, a ministry also accepting the gift.org where we support Catholic special needs parents. And so much of it is just, helping people because there's so many families aren't going to mass because it's so hard on their families and making people feel welcome and going to mass and knowing that you're welcome there, you know? So, so yeah, that's interesting. That's how this, the book starts off and everything. And, uh, 
Yeah. That story is remarkable. And I'm so glad you mentioned acceptingthegift.org because um, I had heard about it when you were participating in the Our Sunday Visitor um, Institute Challenge. Like yes. you went pretty far with this. Can you tell us a little bit about this experience? I really did. Yes, I was, uh, Accepting the Gift was a semi-finalist in the OSV Challenge. Um, so I did that last year. And so I didn't make it to the finalist round, but there were like something like 600 entries and I made it to the top 24. And so then I spent all of last summer getting a lot of um, business training and help. And they gave me some money, which was very helpful uh, to really grow the ministry. So although it was disappointing to not make it onto the finalist round for the grand prize, it was just, it was such a huge boost to the ministry. I learned so much, you know, my background is writing, mommy blogger. <laughs> I was trying to run a ministry like a mommy blog and it's, it's not the same thing. So it was good to get all the technical stuff and get the financial support. So now I've just really been able to bring in a lot of people to help and we've just been creating a lot more resources and um, doing more things. So I'm excited to just keep watching it grow and help more people because it's such a need. There's really nothing else like it out there on a national yeah. level. So yeah, except oh. in the gift of work. <laughs> well, I, I, it's amazing. Accepting the gift or you'll have, I'll have the link in the show notes, of course. Um, and, and that brings me to another thought. Um, when I first brought faith home from China, uh, people would say the craziest things to me. Um, they'd either just stare and say nothing because they didn't know what to say. And I'm sure this happens a lot more for a child in a wheelchair because her disability isn't really something she doesn't wear hearing aids. You really can't tell it only would happen when people would try to talk to her and i would say oh i'll i'm gonna i'll interpret for you she's deaf and people would say things like oh i'm sorry or um my favorite was like did you know um or did they bait and switch you um yeah. uh, are you gonna get her fixed do you have any normal children like these people don't mean to be hurtful but so I tried to spend some of my time educating people and how to like, don't stare at us, come speak to us. We love educating. We love meeting new people. I love interpreting. Uh, I am Portuguese and my hands are always moving. I feel like that's why God sent me a deaf child. Cause he's like, let's just give you something to do with those hands before you hurt somebody. So mm -hmm. Kelly, what do you do? This must happen again a lot with the, the boys being in wheelchairs. It does. We get a lot of obviously stares. I mean, we're a big family anyway. Two of my sons are in power wheelchairs. So we stick out. I often say we're like a parade anywhere we go, you know, especially if we have a nurse with us, we have a fa an extra family member, some friends. It's really, we're like a field trip school. We're like it's, we get a lot of looks. Um, and it's hard because my sons really don't want to talk and engage and advocate. They really aren't interested in answering questions. They just want to be left alone. If a child comes up to them and starts talking about, like regular kid things like, Hey, did you see the latest Marvel movie or what favorite X? That's fine. But if someone comes up and right away is like, Hey, you're really good at driving that chair. Like, Hey, you know, slow down, buddy. You're going to get a speeding ticket. They like, they just don't want to hear it. Or when people come up, the worst thing is a lot of people assume they're intellectually delayed because they're in wheelchairs, which of course being in a wheelchair doesn't mean you're intellectually delayed. So people will come up to them and talk to them like they're toddlers. And again, so they want nothing to do with that. But then people take the fact that they're not talking to them to mean like, oh, well, they must not be able to talk or they're confirming their belief. So then it's on me to try to speak up for them. And so 
when they were younger, I would probably overshare like, oh, I want to be this advocate. <laughs> now I've learned it's, it's not about that. It's not every moment is a teachable moment. Like certainly you want to be welcoming and you want to go up to people and you want to ask their questions and you want to encourage people to engage with disabled adults and children, but not every moment is a teachable moment. Like sometimes I just need to keep moving with my sons. I can't like explain to you. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like what ableism is and why your question is wrong. <laughs> I really, I think the thing I hear the most is what's wrong with them. And I just very, I usually just say, there's nothing wrong with them, you know? And I just leave it at that. And if someone wants to be like, oh, well, like, why are they in chairs? I'm like, it's how they get around. Like, it's just, you know, if someone's just genuinely interested, you know, they have uh, some cool adaptive equipment that we use when we're at the beach. People come up and say, where did you get that equipment? I know someone that has a yeah. condition that could really use that. And I'll say, oh yeah, this is this. And I'll talk to people, but I can't always spend every minute of every day I'm out with them answering everyone's questions. Um, I try to always be positive. I try to always be positive because uh, I'll meet people that are just so sad for us. You know, they'll just say, oh, I just hate to see, you know, young kids in wheelchairs like that. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's all they know. They're very happy. They have a happy life and we're all happy together and we need to keep we're going to keep moving on now. So I think it's just being positive and, and yeah. you know, it's people's, it's them, you know, it's their beliefs and it's, I, I can only do so much a short amount of time. So I do the best. That I makes can. sense. And I that just, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I hope that in time, my boys will want to advocate for themselves more and mm -hmm. speak up and not, you know, kind of just want to ignore and brush off people and maybe yeah. just bump into them with their chair and like move on. <laughs> That's, that's them. So in time, you know, they'll figure out their own way of dealing with it. Yeah, they're still they're still little guys. Oh, they're teenagers, right? Is one of them a teenager? Yeah, they're eleven and thirteen. It's it's so it's that's it's cool. not little guys. It's more like teenage attitude. Like I can't be bothered with you. Like yes. if that's you know if that's how you're going to talk to me, I'm moving. On. Think of any thirteen year old. You go up to any thirteen year old and you start talking to them like they're three or four. What are they going to do to you? How are they going to act? Same you way. know, they're not going to answer your questions. They're just going to be like, oh, excuse me. And they're going to leave, you know, so the, 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 the only the only person I ever got, I'd say, angry with, I guess is the only way I can put this is this this well-meaning woman who mm -hmm. kept we were in a line somewhere and she kept signing the I love you sign to my daughter, who was like, I, I'm trying to say, like, well, she was adopted at four. So between four and five, she was very new to the country and to the language. But she did know I love you. But this woman kept signing it to her and I very nicely said, well, that that's kind of confusing because you're a stranger yeah. and you're trying to teach stranger danger and she doesn't know you. Um, so if you want to just wave, you know, that's you can say hello. Hello is the same in sign language. And this woman got so mad at me. Well, it's the only sign I know. Like I was being the rude one. <laughs> and I thought, OK, well, that's your that's your, you know, yeah. problem, not mine. And you know, there was a part of me that kind of wanted to engage and i was like nope nope christian yeah. allison but it's just interesting how you know guess well-meaning sometimes but yet don't really know how to interact or how to engage but the i love you to deaf people that you don't know just for anybody out there wondering is not okay <laughs> yeah i mean if you wouldn't walk up to other random strangers and say i love you i love you then don't yeah sign no. it to somebody that you don't know i mean just treat disabled children and adults like non-disabled children and adults. That's kind of a good rule of thumb. 
That's a fantastic rule, <laughs> Kelly. That makes perfect sense to me. We're talking this uh, today with Kelly Manto on her new book, Better Than Okay, out from Our Sunday Visitor. Can you just give us a little bit as we come to our end of our time together, a little wrap of what the book is about, what you hope people who read it will get from it. Um, and yeah, that that would be good. Uh, I've just jumped into yeah, all my thoughts about it. <laughs> um, so, you know, my book is Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent. So it basically walks special needs parents through the stages of grief they may feel following a difficult medical diagnosis. And then we just, I just also write about how our family just started being able to find the joy in every day and establish a new normal. And by using our example, as well as different prayers, um, examples of saints, biblical stories, just showing how other families going through a rough medical diagnosis, or really I've heard from other people, other just very challenging circumstances, you can arrive at kind of this new happy normal and realize like, hey, it's gonna be okay. It's totally different than what I thought life was gonna be like, but it's okay. And it's not only just okay, it's better than okay. So that's nutshell. <laughs> very good nutshell. And it's it was so engaging. I think I got through half of it in one day and the second half the other. It was just it was just very well written, very interesting. Um, I love people's stories anyway, and I think you have a very engaging and just personable way of sharing it. Your your mommy blog miss um, comes through, and it's really engaging. So um, and thank you for writing this because there are many many moms and dads out there that really need to hear this message. And I like how you just said, that it's not just with the difficult diagnosis of a disability, but there's a lot of other very challenging yeah. um, things that we are gonna face in our life that this information is very helpful. The prayers were beautiful and I'm always into a, a, adding something new to my Saint Posse. So <laughs> Kelly, where can we, first of all, where, what is your mommy blog? I would, you know, I think people would really love to, to connect with you there. Um, so my blog is thisaintthelyceum.org, um, or you can just search for my name, Kelly Mantone, and everything pops up. So uh, the mommy blog, This Ain't the Lyceum, but then I'm also a founder and I run acceptingthegift.org, which I said is my ministry for Catholic special needs parents. Um, again, if you search my name, Kelly Mantone, all this is going to pop up, first page of Google. Thank, thank you, Google. So <laughs> that makes it easy for people. Well, it's a really weird name for my blog, you know. Now I just Google my name. It's there anyway. It'll pop up. So. I always love that no one else has my name that does what I do. And I'll never forget the first time my boys decided they were going to be smart Alex and Google my name thinking that nothing would show up. And they're going through pages and pages and pages. I'm like, Mama lives on social media, kids. Like, <laughs> It's going to be there. So, yes, the links, I will obviously put the links into the show notes. Um, and just finally, I always tell people the first place to go for the book is your local Catholic bookstore. If they don't have it, you can ask for it. It's such a great way to not only get the book for yourself and support that local bookstore, but also let the bookstore know what kind of resources are out there because that's a, it's a very special book. Um, there's many different special books out there that if you're looking for it, somebody else might. And so the bookstore might let be uh, might be advantageous, obviously, for the bookstore to know about it. How else can people get your book? Well, on that note, too, um, go to your local library and look for it at your library. Oh. If it's not there, mention it to your library. I've had people that have gone and requested that their libraries purchase it. And so uh, I love that idea because I love the library. And again, this is a great resource. When I was going through, if you read in the book, um, 
or I found Father Bennett Groeschel's book, Arise from Darkness, in my library. And that was crucial in my healing process. So if my book is in a library, I'd like to think someone will come across it and it will help them in the same way. So go visit your library, ask them to get it. But then also, um, obviously, uh, our Sunday Visitors gift shop online and then through Amazon, um, all the usual Barnes & Noble has it, um, Books A Million, all those sites. So thank you. And if you do read the book, please leave a review someplace on, yeah. because I don't think people realize um, how important reviews are for other parents, other readers that might be blessed by the book, finding it. It's just kind of the way of the algorithm, the way of um, Amazon specifically, the more reviews that are there, the more the book is seen by other people who could really be blessed by it. So if you read the book, please leave a review. I'll have all the links for you. Kelly Mantone, author of Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Yes, thanks for having me on, Allison. This is great talking to you. It is definitely a blessing. And we had to go through quite a few um, trials at this before we got to it. So we know for sure God is going to use it to bless many hearts because um, one of my good friends, Father Landry, used to say to me, if if the devil can't get at your heart, he'll attack your technology. So <laughs> yeah. We yep. experienced that. So thanks for persevering and thank you for being here. Yep. Thank and, you. And God bless all of you. Have a fabulous day. You have been listening to A Seeking Heart with Allison Jingris, distributed through Breadbox Media. God bless.